That was uh, a powerful song, powerful music. Yes, he lives. That's the powerful music. Thank you so much, Bosun, for that uh, wonderful music and the way you sang it was really from the heart. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Wilson Dovey. For the sake of those who don't know me, but I know that most of you know me, but I know we're also uh, ministering to the online audience, so I want to be able to introduce myself to that, that audience as well. Um, in the first place, I want to I want to, uh, before, we, before we get into the actual word, I just want to be able to, uh, first of all, to wish, uh, to, to inform you that I'm not really, as, I mean, usually when I'm in, in front of uh, the large audience, sometimes I would be intimidated, but I need your prayers, and uh, so you can also bear with me if I make some stammerings and some mistakes here and there, because I'm not used to being in a large, in a large stage like this. So I want, I, want, I want to ask for that uh, from, you, from you, the audience. When Pastor Silver scheduled me to preach, at that time I wasn't sure what I was going to preach on, um, but then I had, the good thing is that I had an opportunity in last May, I went to Williamstone Church because they had scheduled me to preach there at Williamstone Church. Even at that time, I still wasn't sure that what am I going to preach because I'm not really a seasoned preacher. Uh, I'm good at maybe one-on-one, -on -one, but when I'm, I stand in front of a group, sometimes I would feel intimidated, so I would, the, I would feel nervous. And so sometimes when you're nervous, you, you're, not able to, you're not able to deliver the way you want, it, you want to deliver. So, um, but lucky enough, uh, when I was when I was pondering about what I was going to preach and I was hesitant, my daughter, uh, Winnie, uh, encouraged me and said, Dad, you can preach. You always lecture us and you always, you always preach to us. So you can preach. So don't, don't, you should just feel comfortable. So I just wanted to share that with you. Um, when I was uh, thinking of what I was going to preach on to today, uh, I also thought about uh, the opportunity to be able to share the message that I had preached on at Williamson Church. I remember my colleagues, Mick and David Charles, asking me, say, well, what did you preach on at Williamson Church? We would like to hear that sermon. So I wanted to share that message with not just David Charles and Mick, but the rest of the, the congregation. Uh, of course, this message has got some variations to it. Let me get some water. Sorry, sometimes my, um, my throat will dry, so I, I, I want to be able to get some water. The Lord, uh, the Lord sometimes gives us opportunities to save in situations like in, when you have been given an opportunity to come and preach, to, to save in, in various areas. Sometimes we're uncomfortable, but when we do, sometimes we get blessed by that. Sometimes we need to step away from our comfort zones and we would be, would, would be blessed by that. Um, 
I'm thankful to the church family for your support, your encouragement. You always uplift, uplift one another. You uplift me all the time. I appreciate, I appreciate that so much. I'm also thankful to my family for the encouragement, the support they give me. Uh, my uh, cousin and, and, in my, and, and my in-law traveled all the way from Berlin Springs just to come and give me the support. And I really appreciate that so much. Uh, let us bow heads for a word of prayer before we get into the word. Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be able to present your word to your people. You're using me as a vessel. I know I'm a, a sinful man, Lord. Ask, Lord, that you can use me uh, to be able to share the word that yeah, you have impressed on me to, to be able to share today. I pray, Lord, that you can also uh, prepare the minds that are going to receive this message so that they can, it can draw them closer to you. For I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, in whose hands are we more comfortable in? In whose hands are we more secure in? When we are living in these last days, what is it that we are more interested in in our lives? I'm, I'm, I often like reading and watching sports, especially basketball. Sportsmen and women command a large following and earn so much money because of the, well, the, the world loves sports. People are willing to pay large sums of money just to go watch uh, special games. I often wonder and ask sometimes, when I see uh, on campus, uh, there are games on campus sometimes, there are so many people coming from all walks of life. I wonder whether we could, the, the same kind of group would come to worship the Lord. What, what, what a world would we have if we would have something like that? The, in, when we read from Matthew uh, 7, verse 13 to 14, it, it reads, Matthew, Matthew 7, 13 to 14, it says, and if you may find it in your, in your, in your, in your, in your pew Bibles, enter by, a large, uh, enter by a narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. There are few who find it. Brothers and sisters, truth be told that when we put our, all our investments and treasures, all our, our hopes uh, and all our effort in worldly things and neglect the Lord or spiritual things, our lives will be more, will be more comfortable in the enemy's camp. Of course, here I'm not saying that it's bad to follow sports or to invest in the, in the proper portfolios. But what I'm saying is that if we, we pour our heart and soul into the worldly things only, and then we neglect the Lord, we are indirectly choosing to be controlled by the 
by the, the enemy. Matthew 6 verse 21 says, For where your heart is, there will your heart, uh, where your heart is, there will, uh, let's, let's, let's open Matthew 6. Um, yeah, we, yeah. 621 says here for where your heart is there your heart will your heart is will will be also so in other words if we we invest in the worldly things this that's where that's what we're going to reap whatever we put in there that's what we are going to uh, we're going to Benefit. We're going to gain whatever we get, we invest in. It's just like when you plant uh, seedlings. We expect to reap something from it. We want to harvest something. So it's the same thing if we invest in the worldly matters only and we don't want to invest anything in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Lord, then we will not be able to reap from the Lord. We're not going to get, get, claim the, the promises, the benefit that the Lord gives us. Uh, in our investment or our choices in life, whenever we, we, we invest or, we, we, or whatever we, we uh, invest in, um, we, we know that we are either in the enemy's camp or in the, in the Lord's camp. Uh, we cannot choose to be indifferent. Some people would say, well, you know, in my case, I will choose not to be a part of, uh, to be in the, Lord's, in the Lord's camp or in the enemy's camp, I can just be in between. We all realize that there is a warfare going on between the, 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 uh, the Lord and the deceiver, uh, the serpent. So, but we, the, what does the Bible say about that? Can we be indifferent? Can we be just in the middle, just be spectators and not be a part of, uh, be a part of this? Can we, if we read from Revelation 3, verse 16, says in Revelation 3 verse 16 says, so then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. So we can see that there's no middle ground. There's no gray area where you are a part of both or just in the, you're just a spectator. We, our actions, if we don't we don't choose to follow the Lord. We are indirectly choosing the enemy's camp. And that's this, this, this is the same. If we um, focus all our energies and effort in saving the Lord, we are choosing uh, the Lord's camp. Does it matter uh, where we, our lives belong? Do we have, is, is it important for us to to know which, which area side we are on, or it's just important, it's okay, we can just be in the, in the, in the middle, we don't even care about it. Uh, we, I, want to sh I want to share a, a brief, a, sh a short story of uh, certain soccer 
player who, was, who is one of the famous soccer players. His name is Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, is a, play, a, a soccer player from Portugal. Um, when uh, he, they were young in, 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 in his youth, he had, they, uh, as a soccer player in his team, they, they were told that there was going to, uh, there were, some recruiters were coming to their village to get the best player, one best player from that, uh, that village. And um, when they, they went into the game that was going to determine, their only uh, condition was for them to pick one best player was that the one who was going to score the most scores was going to be the one to be taken as the, uh, the one who was going to be mentor, mentor at adventure was going to be given a bigger platform and succeed. So when the recruits came, they, they were playing the game. Ronaldo scored the first goal. Later on, his friend, um, Arabat, scored the second goal. So when he scored the second goal, then time was running out. Towards the end, when the game was about to be, to be done, uh, Arabat for trial, had the ball in his, in, in, in his control. He was headed directly to the, to, the, to the goal post. But at that time, Ronaldo was just also running up front, but he had an opportunity just to, put the, to score and put the ball in the, in the goal post. But Albert deliberately diverted the ball and passed it on to uh, Ronaldo. And Ronaldo scored two goals, Versus one, he was picked, and the rest is history. He is one of the famous soccer players. But now, years later, they, uh, some interviewers went to the village to interview uh, Albert for a trial because at that time he was uh, he was not working. Um, he was, but he was living a comfortable life because his friend was was taking care of him. So they asked him, "Why did you?" Um, failed to score the goal when you had the, the opportunity to score and you would have been the one who would be very famous up to now. Albert had a very simple response that, yes, I had the opportunity to score, but then I knew that Ronaldo was the better player. If the ball was going to be in the hands of Ronaldo, if he was going to be the one to be given the opportunity, he was going to excel more than I would have ever excelled myself. So we see in this case, the ball was much, in much better place in Ronaldo's hands than if it was in Albert's hands. We see the same thing in, uh, in many, uh, uh, many sporting activities. There are so many, so many uh, sportsmen who are so worthy, so, so rich, because uh, they have the set special skill sets that enables them to, to garner a lot of money from, from uh, their teams. If, if uh, some of the players, we look at the basketball players, that's the one that I'm, I'm mostly familiar with, we have uh, LeBron, we have Steph Curry, and so many others, we find that when they have that ball in their hands, they are so well, it's worth so much more. If that same ball is in my hands, it's worth nothing. So we see it matters in whose hands 
this ball is placed in, if it is placed in the right hands, the same applies to our spiritual lives. Where, where, uh, where, where um, in, in this case, it matters in whose hands two sets where um, the, we, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are placed in, where we belong. I want us to look at uh, the example of Moses, one of the patriarchs, the Bible patriarchs. Um, Moses had a road, and that road, he was able to do so much with that road. I know that most, all of us, if we, if most of us, if we have a road in our hands, it would be worth nothing. Maybe some people who are maybe commanding authority, they might, that might, it might mean something. If they point at something, they do something. But in uh, Moses' hands, the road had uh, a much more meaningful impact. If we read from Exodus 7, verse 10 to 11, what, how important was that road in this case? Um, if we can read from um, Exodus 7, verse 10 to 11. And it reads, Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, so the magicians of Egypt. They also did like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron, Aaron's rod, swallowed up their roads. We could see in this case that the rod in Moses' hand was much more important, much more valuable. It was able to devour all those other roads there. He had a message for Pharaoh at that time. The same road, when he, uh, they were about to cross, they were faced with danger. The enemy came, the Pharaoh's soldiers were coming right behind them. And right in front of them, there was the Red Sea. They could not be able to just cross, walk over. It's a huge sea. They could not just cross over that. The same road came handy. Exodus 14, verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So we could see the rod in Moses' hand could separate, could divide the Red Sea because the Lord was with Moses. I want us also to look at uh, word, words. If, we speak, if I, sp I say some words, would they have any meaningful impact on anyone? If I tell someone, I give someone a promise, would that have any uh, weight? Would it actually change, transform somebody's life? Would it, would it be something that would help that person? So, as human beings, our words, we can easily break our promises, we can easily break our words. Uh, 
our words sometimes would mean nothing. But let us look at the spoken word of Jesus. If we can read from Matthew 14, verse 14. When Jesus spoke, what happened in that particular situation? And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for, for them, and healed their sick. Jesus performed all the tasks by his spoken word. And also, when uh, we read from John 5, verse 8, it says, Jesus said to him, rise up, rise up your bed and walk. We see when we had, the, when we had uh, a sick man who was sick for a, quite a long time, Jesus commanded him to rise up, take up your bed and walk. He was able to heal the, the sick because Jesus' word has power in it. Jesus' word has life in it. It could be able to heal, uh, to, heal, to, heal to heal us. But we, also the word of, the word of the, uh, Jesus' word also can give us hope. If we read from uh, Jeremiah 17, verse 13, It says, O Lord of hope, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you shall be ashamed. Those who depart from me shall be written in the earth because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. And we also see that if we read from, uh, we read from Matthew 5, verse 4, the word, of, the word of Jesus, the word of God, also can comfort the brokenhearted. Matthew 5, verse 4. It says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Reading from Psalms 55, verse 22. What does the word do? It can sustain us. So it says, that's from the memory text, that, uh, the, 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 the main text. It says, cast your burdens, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. You shall never permit the righteous to be moved. So we see the word of God can, give, can sustain us, can give us, can give us the, life, the life that we need, to be, can give us the support that we need in life as we face turbulent situations. Reading from John 14, verse 6, it says, John said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, the word of God gives life. We cannot go to the Father except through Jesus Christ. 
in this, this example, these, these passages I just read, it, it shows that it matters whose word we are actually trusting in. Are we trusting in the worldly words or are we trusting in the, in the words coming from the mouth of Jesus, coming from the Lord? Um, as I was reading uh, this week's um, Bible passage, uh, for those who are maybe coming from other, well, for the sake of visitors, our church here, Pastor Silva and the pastoral team organized that we have a reading plan for the entire year. Uh, I know that sometimes I've failed to keep up, but the, the times that I've uh, read the passages that are um, issued for us to read, I feel so blessed. This, one of the, the stories that I read this week uh, in the passages that we had this week was the story of Hezekiah, the king of Judah. Hezekiah, when he was put on the throne, he found that uh, the people of God had abandoned the Lord and they were now following the, the, the following, following, uh, following fake, fake religion and they were worshiping false, uh, false religion. They erected uh, altars that were not uh, were for Baal and other false gods. When Hezekiah came into the throne, on the throne, he chose to change all that. The story of Hezekiah, we can find it in the book of 2 Kings, especially from chapter 18 to 20, and also from in the book of Isaiah 36 through 39. Hezekiah guided his subjects to worship the true God he destroyed all the altars of those fake gods. He established his kingdom on the foundation of his forefather, King David. If we can read from 2 Kings 18, verse through to 6. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. He removed high place, the high places and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses made. For until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehustan. He trusted in the Lord of God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nowhere before him, for he held fast to the Lord, for he did not depart following him, but he kept his commandment, which the Lord, the Lord had commanded Moses. Hezekiah was so faithful to the Lord in all his dealings with his subjects. With his subjects. There are two uh, many events that stand out in Hezekiah's time. When I was reading the story, two fascinating stories that stu stood out to me. Um, one of the, uh, the events was when they were faced with uh, the, the Syrian army trying to 
er, er, eliminate them. The Syrian army was a strong army. They had, they had all the weapons they needed and they had this strong men of valor who could uh, easily have defeated Judah. They had already uh, defeated other surrounding cities at that time. And so it was just this small city, this small, city, this small town, this, this part of Judah that they were now, they were, the king of Syria was eyeing so that he could be able just to um, defeat them. But then Hezekiah trusted not in his own might, but he trusted in, in the Lord. If we read from Isaiah 38, verse 4, Isaiah 38, verse 4. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15, 15 years, and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, I will defend this city. We can see that uh, at the time of trouble like that, Hezekiah went to his knees. He cried out to the Lord for help so that his city could not, should not be destroyed. But in the same passage that we, we just read, we also, this is the second part of uh, the story that stood out when I was reading the story of Hezekiah is when Hezekiah was faced with an illness that was terminal. He was about to die. Hezekiah cried out to the Lord and the Lord, according to the verse here, the prophet Isaiah told uh, Hezekiah that the Lord had heard your prayers and he was going to be able to extend his life. It does it matter where we belong? We see in the case of Hezekiah, he found it important to belong in the hands of the Lord because when he's in the hands of the Lord, he knew that his life could be sustained. He knew that uh, he could be protected in time, of, in time of danger, like when they faced uh, that adversity which, uh, in the hands of the, the uh, the Assyrian people, the Syrian king. We are living in turbulent times now where we know, we, when we read in the newspapers, we hear of so many uh, shootings and senseless killing at regular basis pretty much. Uh, but that's not all, even just natural calamities. I was reading just, uh, I think it must have been of, of last, uh, just yesterday, they were saying that there were some earthquakes that shook part of uh, Washington State. I think that must be in Seattle. It says it shook Pageant Sound region in the Was Washington State. Is there a safe place uh, in these days? Is there a place we can say, well, I'm completely safe here uh, in this world? Sometimes one would just be uh, going to school, even in churches, we've heard of stories where some uh, people went to a church and killed so many people senselessly. It doesn't make sense. But we're living in those days 
that um, it wouldn't make sense. But then, is there a place we can call uh, that this, there's a place which is safe? My brothers and sisters, yes, there is a place which is safe, and that is in the Lord's hands. When we're in the Lord's hands, we are, we, if we let him be in, his, in, in control of our lives, we can find peace. We can find strength. Even when life seems meaningless, the sister's king that's going on, all these things will not really matter because as long as we entrust our, hand, our lives in his hands, we can be assured of uh, of peace in our lives. And we can also experience the true love that only comes from the Lord. We can experience the, love, the, the joy of being in Christ's hands. And how can we experience all that? We can experience the, those joys of belonging in the, hand, in, the Lord, in the Lord's hands if we uh, read his word. The word as we read, we, we read from the previous uh, scripture passages, it says the word can sustain us. And whenever we are going through challenges, just like the example of Hezekiah, uh, we have a place where we safety and we can go to the Lord. We, we can take our burdens to him. He's able to remove the yoke from us and give us rest. That's what the Bible says. If we allow worldly distractions, especially in the modern times where uh, there's so many um, distractions out there, the enemy wants to keep us busy with the worldly, worldly distractions. We should realize that there's nothing, that, uh, nothing good that will come from participating in that. The only thing that would come from those worldly distractions is that we can uh, experience distraction. We'd be, we'd be able to have fear. Wherever you're walking, you still have fear. Fear of the unknown. We can experience some suffering. So many, but then that is not all. The most, um, the most, the most important thing out of that, if we don't choose to follow the Lord, is that we can lose that one valuable gift, and that is eternal life. We cannot replace the eternal life gift with anything else that's offered in the world. Only in the Lord's hands we are safe. Even if we could lose this life while serving the Lord, we are rest assured of eternal life where suffering will be a thing of the past, all tears will be wiped away, a place there where there won't be any sickness. When we read Matthew 10, verse 39, Matthew 10, verse 39, what does the Bible say about that? Those who try to gain their own life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake will gain it, will be able to find it. So we can see that 
we need to entrust our lives in the hands of the Lord. We have to yearn for a place of peace where we shall eat with the Lord and place where we shall rejoice with the Lord always. Brothers and sisters, we have a choice to make. To be in his hands or to be in the enemy's camp. The choice is not by mere addresses, but by our actions. What is said? Actions, our actions speak, actions speak louder than words. If we choose to disobey the Lord by breaking his commandments, we are in actual fact choosing the enemy camp. The Lord is calling us to abide in him so that we can sup with him freely. He gives us abundant blessings. All we need is to accept the call. He is calling us to have eternal life. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all ye, you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's what the, the, the Bible says, the word says. My brothers and sisters, personally, I want to choose Christ even when the going sometimes is hard. Even if sometimes when I feel that life is meaningless, when I face some life challenges, I want to choose, I want to choose the Lord. Not because I'm worthy or I'm perfect, but I, need, I know that he is able. Even the most sinful man, he's able to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what uh, the scripture says in 1 John 1 verse 9. When I'm facing down times and I read from the word, I feel relieved. I realize that the Lord, I realize that Jesus Christ came and shed his blood for me. All I need to do is to cling to him. I don't know what about you. When we access, when we access, we do an assessment of our lives. Can we realize in whose camp we are in? I know that sometimes maybe we've made some mistakes in the past or we have uh, stumbled along the way. But is that, does that mean that's the, end of the, that's the end of everything? No. The Lord is opening his palms that we may follow him. He is patient and does not want anyone to perish, but that we should have everlasting life. John 3, 16, the most famous um, verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Lord wants us to simply trust him in his promises. And he will do the rest. He handles our instability. Yes, brothers and sisters, our trust is never misplaced when we, are, we, we put all the trust in the promises of God. Is it your desire today, my brothers and sisters, to stay in hands, to stay in his hands? Let us make a cautious choice to stay in his word. 
there is where we will be safe in his hands. Thank you.